0: Hello, hello, hello. You are listening to Are You Two in Love Or with Evo Byrne and Lucy Holmes? Or Lucy Holmes and Evo Byrne, depending which way you like us. Wow, I can't even <laughs> speak today. Um, oh, well I done. I'm hoping and praying to God that there is no technical issues. We are back. Um, We're back from the morning, house. unfortunately.
1: We're back yeah, in. We had
0: two glorious weeks. Two glorious weeks in each other's companies, and alas, no more. Um, and yeah. we enjoyed it well at last.
1: God, it's so such this a. This week we have a to be back here isn't yeah, it's... it so strange to be we were like, back we were like finally we've
0: made it we've escaped <laughs> um but no we are back at square one but hey yo mm-hmm. no, we did it the first time we'll do it the second time and we're gonna kill it question mark <laughs> no, we're gonna kill it exclamation mark we're gonna um, kill it so yes it, this week like... we <laughs> passively <laughs> like in a dodgy way anyway <laughs> this week we are talking about um a very interesting topic and a topic that's very close to both of our hearts Um, It's the portrayal of women in media. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's a really interesting one to look at, particularly um, in recent weeks we've seen that, um, what do you call it, Miley Cyrus's, God, I couldn't remember her name.
1: Miley (laughs) Cyrus's (laughs) cover,
0: beautiful, stunning, amazing cover of a Blondie song has gone a little bit viral.
1: Yes, Um, gorgeous. It's
0: very stunning,
1: beautiful, amazing, and
0: I would
1: um, die for that woman, but, yeah, but I like, could have if me just... even talking on, like, yeah, no, for sure, have, My, yeah, Money yeah, Cyrus's explosion back onto, like, the pop market is something that's just so strange to me, but, like, it's amazing, but at the same time, it's, like, god, where has she been, you know, all of 2020, exactly.
0: And like that got that really got me and Eva talking about like how I think Miley Cyrus is probably the best example of this how women are portrayed in the media how she came from that like Disney star trope perfect clean clean I'm using that in like big air quotes there even though you can't see we're on radio but like this kind of like oh this is the kind of girl you should look up to she's really nice she's on Disney Channel she's wonderful um, and the only way she could escape her contract as such, or allegedly... Now, I'm not getting sued by Disney. Um, allegedly, the only way she could break her contract was by breaking all the rules in the contract so that they let her go. Um, mm-hmm. And doing that, she did a lot of controversial performances, which I feel like we will be getting into later. Um, mm-hmm. And it's interesting to see that um, performance, performances that are quite explicit when it comes to female sexuality are shamed a lot more than ones that come to male sexuality.
1: Exactly.
0: Now, more than welcome to disagree with that um and that's what the conversation today is about but i think i know we've only started but i really do i really want to cut in with um the miley cyrus cover because oh my lord it's beautiful it's stunning and now i'm
1: very much like a i love the original
0: mm-hmm. but
1: so as does everyone I, don't know. I think i think Heart of glass yeah. is a very like solid place in all of our hearts and that's why it's a Miley very Cyrus cover show. was so good, yeah. Like she. Yeah. So
0: I'm gonna play yeah. you Miley Cyrus. Um. Oh, I just cut out there for a second. I'm gonna play you Miley Cyrus's cover of "Heart of Glass," um, and I'll get y'all thoughts on it because I love it to the moon and back. Isn't like the sexiest thing ever. Like it's I have a background so on Miley Cyrus anyway, but oh, listening to that, and I really think she does the song justice as well because you hear memories like of songs and you're yeah,
1: gonna go I like,
0: would've... oh, I'm gonna do this in an indie style or like, and you're like, no, but like, it's 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 stays true to the kind of like Blondie's energy and um, if anyone knows anything about me I'm obsessed with Blondie everything about her image everything about her like way of thinking she's a really positive person mm-hmm. she survived cancer I think she had breast cancer like three times and she's still kicking
1: um, what an absolutely queen. queen icon I know like a
0: living living legend
1: what I love the most about Miley Cyrus's covers is that it's still Miley and like it, you picked up on that like some people do in an easy style but I do love it when covers aren't trying to mimic the original um, artist yeah. and like what she brings to the table, especially like, have you heard the, um, the oh my God, why was I why about to say, to the, me say? No, the, the Cranberries cover um, of Zombie by Miley? No? It is, <gasps>
0: no. oh my God. God, oh, I did know that. Like, I also also obsessed with the cram- cranberries. So this and is this is a very it, eventful day for me. She sings
1: it with so much passion, and I hope, and I do hope that it's due to her, you know, being a true Republican, like really wanting 1916. <laughs> the way she says 1916, sat- I was like, okay, Miley, I see you, I see you, thirty two. <laughs> Miley's canteen. a Republican queen. Um, heard it here first,
0: kids. Oh, um, yeah, so we are talking about Miley Cyrus for a reason. <laughs> Because I feel like Miley Cyrus, and I did say earlier, Miley Cyrus is the most kind of infamous case of looking at the betrayal of women in the media. Yeah. Um. And I have spent most of my morning between the eight million college lectures I had and the eight million meetings I had, um, doing a lot of research into um. Kind of the effects of um exploitation of women in the mass media, um how women are exploited in the mass media and like mm. the male gaze as well mm-hmm. and I don't like when I'm when we're having this conversation I want to make it very clear that I think these things negatively affect both men and women
1: Women, for sure this
0: is yeah. something that's so or anyone sorry anyone that's a very like binary way of me, to, me to speak anyone on the gender spectrum at all whether you're man or affects, woman anywhere true. in between or yeah. nowhere on that spectrum you know like I feel like the portrayal of gender especially the female gender in the media can be very
1: damaging not only to women but to everyone yeah for sure and like I love like Miley is such a good example of a Disney child to have broken the contract in such an explicit way but like it's also the same for a lot of other stars um like Lucy's been particularly focusing on Miley Cyrus and in recent days my focus has drifted to Katy Perry I think she is such an unusual example of someone who was completely betrayed by the media um and like there's been a really famous thread that's going around about her and her single bon appetit and we'll talk about that as well during the show um we'll be talking about of course um the, like the the princess of pop britney spears and how i Which think like the way that we refer to her mental breakdown is horrible and i don't think any other men get yeah. that same treatment because like Britney's 2007 Mm -hmm. meltdown is the equivalent of a meme, and if you look up the words "Britney 2007," as I was looking for information last night, all I could find were jokes, and I was like, "That's yeah, you know, like I don't say like, oh yeah, the breakdown I had in third year was such a meme, you know, like it's just it's so it's such a. Okay, have a breakdown? As I do, I did have a breakdown in third year, and like you know, it was kind of iconic, but at the same time, it's like you you know, like it is like.
0: I think this is an issue we come across as well, and uh, like I am focusing on Miley Cyrus because I do have a soft spot and a little bit of a crush on Miley Cyrus. Don't tell anyone; it's my secret. It's a Sagittarius. Um, but I, it's a, it's the Sagittarius in me. I have a crush on basically everyone. And
1: Britney, Britney is also a Sagittarius.
0: But I also wanna not right now, but later in the show, I do want to touch on Taylor Swift as well. Taylor Swift's another interesting figure. um yeah. Eva, I can see Eva right now on Facetime. Eva is violently clapping her hands. Um, I also want to talk about Taylor Swift because I read some really interesting articles about people talking about their relationship with Taylor Swift and how yeah. their relationship with Taylor Swift changed as they um, basically overcome, overcame their internalized misogyny. Um, before I jump into that, I'm actually going to read you um, a quote from an article I was reading and I'll give you the reference number if anyone wants to look it up. Like I do like to source my things if anyone knows me. Yeah, sure well, link HHW. Yeah, HHW 8452 on WordPress for anyone that's looking for it. Um and it was published on May 17th, 2016. So oh. there's all our references. I'm not just pulling this shit out of my ass, even though sometimes mm-hmm. it sounds like I am. But um it opens with um a very interesting line. It says the exploitation of women in mass media leads to the misjudgment of women in reality. The depictions of women through the eyes of the media are over-sexualized and only represent women as objects of sexual desire. This poses a threat to the perception of women as society expects a specific degree of sexuality that is only appropriate within certain beauty standards. Women are no longer allowed to be themselves and to be their own woman, but mold themselves into to fit this image of... Sorry, to fit this blurred image of how a woman should only represent themselves, and that is sexually. And I think that's mm-hmm. such an interesting... I think that's a very appropriate... Um, kind of opening to the show it of, is,
1: is that such a good um, phrase to use because like i yeah. feel that women in a way in in pop music there is such a cookie, a cutie, a cookie cutter mold that has been set out since the early 90s even the 80s if you want to say madonna um but madonna in a way like broke through the typical stereotypes of women and for some reason that image stuck you know kind of like the young woman who's like sexually a bit promiscuous dresses like alternatively um and is out there but is yet still like preserved in her innocence and she's allowed to be innocent and cute and almost infantile as well i feel like there's a very strange association in pop music of like women being childlike and men being like paternal but that's a whole different book yeah. to open. Um, particularly like, when is, at young, young Britney. Thing. Young Britney is very scary to look at because she is what 16 and she's being portrayed as like way older than she is. Even yeah. it's just within pop music it is again it is a manufactured industry to get people to like the same kind of thing again and again and again and it's just I don't like, I have very mixed feelings about pop because, like, as a child, I loved Katy Perry, I loved Taylor Swift. And, like, even though, like, particularly Katy Perry was known for her sexual in- innuendos and throughout her discography, throughout all of her songs, like, okay, you listen to the song Peacock, it's fairly obvious what she's talking about. <laughs> but I also loved, like, how I could express myself as a young teenager who didn't know a lot about sexuality um and there's this also inherent association of female pop icons with um gay culture and queer culture and i love that like it's like a safe space to express your sexuality when you're unsure of it because it's like Mm. nice i don't know Yeah, i definitely
0: i think i think music is a great medium to express yourself through and Mm -hmm. i don't mean that by like sitting down and writing a song or um, sitting down and uh, playing the guitar and but like i i also mean it through that as well where like i think it's great if you go out of your way and do something like that but when i say it's a great medium to express yourself through i feel like music can be very empowering in a way that a lot of other things aren't um music has this ability to help you escape your world for a moment and a lot of people do take a lot of comfort in like empowering female imagery as such (laughs) um even though my words were all garbled there i think a lot of my sense of self growing up and understanding of myself growing up came through music in many aspects of it and now i will say i was not a huge pop fan growing up Um, yeah it wasn't actually
1: what i yeah (laughs) Yeah.
0: it wasn't actually what i was drawn Mm. to but i i will say growing up i definitely had this kind of not like other girls can't Complex. Yeah. I can overtly say, oh, well, I'm not like other girls, but there's definitely like this intrinsic in- thing that was. Yeah. Funny. And
1: like, that's like it, a version it, of. internalized misogyny. Though, like, misogyny yeah. As well. yeah. Yeah. Like, Interim- like it is. A- but the it's, thing is. Yeah. It's, it's just, the the it's so reason you are talking
0: about this is because, like, the portrayal of women in media is very much of. Like, it's very much them as kind of empty vessels used to be, like, objectified and things, like, sex cells. Mm -hmm. and sexy women sell
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: that this not like other girls phenomenon it comes from the fact that women see that this is the representation of women that you see in tv whether it's models whether it's ad whether it's movies whether it's a femme hotel, you see this and you go but i'm not like that i have thoughts i have depth i have this and every woman does but when you're told this is exactly what a woman is you kind of start to believe it and it's it's constantly bombarded on media it's constantly provided in media to us. Jesus, I can't say mm-hmm. But the, the, the thing is, is that is going to affect you. And that's why we get this not like other girls complex. Where people yeah. say, okay, but I have more depth than this. And everyone does have more depth than this. Which is mm-hmm. the truth. And I think as you grow up, you learn, oh, that was just deeply, deeply internalised misogyny. And mm-hmm. it's quite sad is almost the only word. And I think it, like, I almost, I feel like I sabotaged a lot of female relationships in my life and this is not something that's individual to me by any means I've heard a lot of people say this a lot of female relationships in my life or potential female relationships shall I say have been sabotaged by the fact that as a uh, when I was younger I was always like well I'm not like those girls I'm not like those girls I like different (laughs) like just as you're
1: you're saying that right so you reminded me during the start of quarantine I looked back on all my tweets from 2014 so I was 13 when I tweeted this and I tweet, I tweeted out. You may think I'm a girly girl, but I spent ninety nine percent of my time listening to bands and dressing in black. I also conspired to dye my hair.
0: Oh, never change,
1: Eva. Never change. I, I I have tears in my eyes. Like that is me, age thirteen, saying I'm not like other girls. I listen to bands. And I want to dye yeah, my hair. A, <laughs> a, a
0: lot of girls. A, a lot of girls do go through that phase. And I'm I, I'm not. I don't necessarily know. Obviously I'm only speaking from my perspective as a woman. I can't speak for like men. Or anyone that's in the, on the non-binary spectrum. But I definitely think women have this. Everyone kind of goes through this. I'm not like other girls phase. To try and like prove to themselves. They are actual humans.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's so sad. It's so sad at the age of 13, 14, 15. Whatever. You have come to the point where you're like no I'm human I'm human I'm not like other girls I'm a human I have thoughts I should be respected and you try to (laughs) other yourself you try to you try to become one of the boys so that you are given the same respect as a normal human being which is quite sad and sounds a bit dark but it is very much true
1: um yeah no that that is like it's just I, I it's such a degrading thing most of the time when you're left to think that you in order to be a valid human being that you have to be separate from a typical image of what a woman is and it's just like why can't we all just exist you know instead of being so because i feel like men as well and like this is again being very binary but i feel like men in general don't really respect female pop artists um unless they're like also businesswomen or, philanthrop- or philanthrop philanthropists yeah. as well I said yeah, that in the most open way, but like it's it's like unless they expand their horizons, and if they only do music, they're not as well respected. Meanwhile, they'll put like Dermot Kennedy on a fucking pedestal, you know? It's very oh, strange. Jesus,
0: oh, don't even get me started on Dermot Kennedy. It's all it, all it's all they it play and work. It's all. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. But, I'm <laughs> having like, I. This is deeply traumatic. Anyway, um, yeah. moving on from Dermot. Dermot we'll Kennedy. we'll I'm, open up the floor.
1: Yeah, to, to the, the guts of the episode. We'll, we'll talk about why Miley is so, like, she's so cool. She is so cool now. And she is so young, if you think about it. Like, she's already been married. She is an icon. She needs to put out a rock album. She's been a star since the age of 13. Like, imagine being 13 she was years old. Her demands. No, honestly, but, like, imagine being 13 years old and be, your every move is being watched. It's very similar to like how like emma watson described her childhood as well because like they weren't allowed to express yeah. themselves in any kind of like outwardly way so i feel like they've got so much reserved trauma within themselves about who they are as a woman and i remember when um miley especially the blurred Lines performance and like the bangers album as well and i remember I was about 14 13 when it came out and i was just like this is so strange but the miley that we were seeing on disney channel wasn't miley you know yeah And i think that's you why know, like it she
0: makes. Wasn't allowed to express herself.
1: yeah and it's just yeah, like like
0: she was only allowed to express herself within the confines of the disney rules and the disney rules like if you've ever seen one of the disney contracts and they're very hard to find but i've seen like i, I watched a youtube video about it years ago and everything everything in your life is um yeah. Every no. Of it. And no those, smoking. Drinking. Those contracts are so so hard to get out of, and you'll see a lot of Disney people will come out and they they'll suddenly change or they'll do something crazy to get out of their contract, and we see yeah. it a lot. We do. Lindsay thing. Lohan,
1: Like And yeah, everything. Lindsay she
0: is a great example of it as well.
1: Like um, who else? Like Hilary Duff did a few weird things. A lot of them went on and had like pop careers, and like Bella Thorne as well good example of a disney person that went again on a completely different direction to their original route and it's just like like you feel almost responsible for them going down a road and like i think a lot of people viewed their turns in a career as like a car crash moment but for a lot of them it's yeah. the breaking of the glass ceiling it's them expressing themselves in their own view for the first time ever and that's why I'm so excited to see Miley grow as an artist and as a person yeah. because I think now is the first time that she's actually making art that she loves and she's not doing it for publicity which I think was the whole Bangers era I think it was just yeah. publicity um and I think you're oh, up the I same think Bangers way. was
0: fully just to break break her, break her contract break her contract you know, like, just, I definitely like there was a lot of music I enjoyed there I think it was very good but I definitely think Bangers was break her contract like i don't think she would have gone as leaned into the controversy controversy quote unquote i'm using big air quotes there um as much if she didn't need to break her disney contract Um, and on that note i am going to go into some more music and since we're celebrating women can we um, eva do you have any requests can
1: we play um is it we can't stop from bangers just as a throwback to uh of course to (laughs) To give her that sweet sweet <laughs> um,
0: That's sweet sweet coin. Um so this is We Can't Stop by Miley Cyrus. Everyone definitely knows the song, but it's a tune nonetheless.
1: It's party we can, do we it's party we can we
0: But more Miley can we really complain. <laughs> so before we jump into talking about Katy Perry because Eva's really mm-hmm. to too, I'm going to talk about the polls I posted on the Instagram this morning. Mm -hmm. now we got a lot of interesting responses i you know i was kind of prepared to not get many responses like sometimes with these things like it'll be really hit and miss sometimes we'll get like we could get like 40 or 50 responses and then other times we could get zero so i was kind of prepared for nothing but (laughs) we actually got a good few responses um so the first question i asked was do you think men and women are held to different standards by the media And 98% of people said definitely, 2% said not at all, and if you want that broken down into numbers, that's one person who said not at all, everyone else said definitely.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And someone brought up the point, they're like, I think women are shamed by the media often, and they brought in the example of Meghan Markle. And I think uh-huh. that's a really interesting point, because if we're going to talk about misogyny in media, we need to talk about, like, the elephant in the room, which is misogynoir. And if uh-huh. doesn't know what that is, it's misogyny against black women.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And, like, black women are, like, as a white woman, I can't talk about the black woman experience. Uh, like, you know, it's something I'm never, ever going to understand. But miso- misogynoir is definitely, and I've, re- like, we've, in the past few years, really become obvious to us how much of a problem yeah. is and i think i'm going to use megan markle as an example of, again i don't know if anyone's seen those articles but like daily I mail an article that was basically oh daily mail like they are disgusting about megan markle mm-hmm. the thing is i saw an article comparing the treatment of k middleton versus the treatment of megan markle and now if mm-hmm. anyone doesn't know or isn't up to loop with the royal family and if you're not i don't blame you um these are two duchesses um Kate Middleton, a white woman. There is, if you don't know this, but um, oh my, why can't I speak today? If you don't <laughs> know this. The royal family has very strict protocol when it comes to dressing and um, like manners and mm-hmm. protocols and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the example I'm going to use because it's the only one I can remember off the top of my head. But there was an article about Kate Middleton um revolutionising the. Uh, monarchy with her fashion and being forward thinking and being the modern woman and being wonderful because she showed her shoulders that's a big no that's a big no in the monarchy
1: in the British royal family Meghan Markle did the same
0: and she was slated I mean slated she was absolutely slated for disrespecting tradition Mm -hmm. and going against the grain and being a troublemaker and causing problems and all of this and i think it's really interesting to look because that's not only like one that's deeply 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 rooted in misogyny but it's even deep it's even more deeply rooted in misogynoir it's because she's a woman of color
1: yeah oh truly and like and it's well because she's a woman of color who is who was successful on her own um and didn't necessarily need to marry a member of the royal family and i think as well like she, yeah it was it was pure just racism it was pure oh friend, and i i just i think the royal family truly let her down it was like it was yeah. kind of reminiscent yeah. of diana like when diana uh divorced charles but like 10 times worse because she was
0: very reminiscent yeah yeah
1: like she was marrying yeah, very into reminiscent
0: it, of diana.
1: they treated her as if she was leaving the institution and not marrying into it and like and yeah. meanwhile yeah. Like, Megan gets absolutely roasted over this stuff, and the crown stays silent on the allegations against Prince Andrew. Like, oh. I feel so mad at yeah. that. You no, know? like,
0: they make statements about Megan and Harry, but they won't talk about the literal um, alleged big fat alleged um, paedophile.
1: Yes, in the
0: royal family, alleged. Alleged. me at the Queen. Um, <laughs> Do you anyway, not kill- the next question I asked, yeah, please don't kill me. The next question I asked is, do you think women get divided into categories, i.e., the femme fatale, the damsel in distress, etc., etc., by the media? Eighty-three percent of people said yes. Six percent said no. And the f- next question was, do you think these categories are damaging? And when I said this, I once again did not mean just to women. I think these categories can be damaging to everyone in general. Ninety-seven um, percent mm-hmm. said yes. 100 they are damaging mm-hmm. and some of the comments we got when talking about that was people did make the point which is one i do agree with is yes however a lot of um um uh, movies lately have have just average vlog characters rather than mm-hmm. like a femme fatale like a normal human person and
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, someone also made the point like stereotypes in general not just to women are damaging to all minorities to all communities and um someone made the point that i feel like the discussion of Mental health and LGBTQIA plus identities. There is a lot more categories, Uh um, and they are to a large extent as people place themselves in boxes. Uh And I think I like. I think it's really interesting. Like I think there is definitely, like especially within movies and films, the LGBTQ plus community, and we could do an entire podcast about this. Uh Like I feel like the portrayal of the LGBTQ plus community is very narrow, especially when it comes Uh to media. Um, one of my favorite, one of my favorite movies ever, 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 ever is Pride, which I think just represents people as people doing good bits, um, and it's really nice, and I definitely recommend it. But I've seen so many, like any time there seems to be like a love story with two women, or a love story with a man, two men, it's always doomed. It's always a doomed love story. It can never just be yeah, they get together and they're happy ever after. Whereas a lot of straight now, not all, but a lot of straight presenting relationships. Are very much like oh and they all lived happily ever after and the damsel in distress was saved and it can be quite frustrating it's it's like society sees that being in a, a non-heterosexual relationship is doomed from the start which is not true at all
1: mm, exactly and it's just it's so I think discouraging towards lgbtq people to see that as your only representation mm. and like we could do a whole episode on representation within oh, the media yeah. um but i'll move on to the the threads that has been occupying my mind um so as a young teen the taylor swift katy perry beef you know it really impacted me i won't lie it really did get to me um it made me feel a lot of things like which side can i choose? Because I thought Taylor was the a badass and so cool, but so many people just outrightly hated her. And it just, it made me feel like that I should hate her. But I have never really hated Taylor Swift. I've always thought she was a master songwriter. She is a really good publicist for herself. Um, She also is a cat person. I love that. Um, Her cats are adorable. And I just have always respected that she is so determined to get what she wants. And, And I think that's why she's often labeled as, like, this, you know, negative force in the media. The whole coverage of her squad and her relationships and this reputation for someone who can't get over people. Meanwhile, there's, like, men who are writing the same kind of song titles and song topics and they don't get that treatment they're treated as womanizers and you know top class men and I could I could write a whole paper on Taylor Swift but this thread about Katy Perry has really impacted me because I think we all saw Katy Perry so she had her golden years obviously in the late 2000s from 2007 onwards you know I kissed a girl to the California dreams era and those were like she Beat so many records. Like she was one of the first female pop stars to like beat the Beatles records, you know, like she was incredible with her album. And it was uh, California Dreams um and, and Teenage Dream, like those, that era was a masterpiece. And Teenage Dream is arguably one of the best pop songs ever written because it's just that good. It's that catchy. And it's, you know, just so impactful. But um, Witness was her next album and it absolutely tanked. Um, And so is Prism as well. Prism came before Witness, but they, both of them were like the brakes for screeching. And a a few of us will remember like Change the Rhythm and Bon Appetit. And this was like 2016, 2017. And I found out recently that uh, Katy Perry, when she was performing Bon Appetit with Migos on SNL, which is that infamous meme performance where she's dancing weird. She got her hair cut short. Um, and she was made fun of it so like a lot. She um she had actually invited a bunch of drag queens on to dance with her, and Nigos who were homophobic said that they would not perform if the drag queens were on stage. So Katie's whole dance routine and repertoire was ruined. Um her like and this was her second major single, it was just like completely blown out, and then so the media turned on Katie. Were not standing up to me goes um when it was her label who made her do this um and oh i have my god a- i didn't
0: know this at all
1: is it is the, like when you hear about it and like if if one thing goes wrong on a stage you know like the prop is missing that impacts your whole performance you know imagine all of your dancers yeah. aren't there like i would have oh my
0: god had- i didn't know about this at all because i do remember the memes from this performance and being like this is an interesting decision but like fair enough i respect her creative integrity
1: she I had to improvise the that. whole thing the whole thing she had to improvise the whole thing so she first revealed that uh, in 2017 that she was going to release this uh, pretty sexual song with a lot of emotions and she said this on the grammys red carpet in 2017 and she was obviously really excited about it because like she had talked about it so early Um, And then she also revealed around that time that she was suffering from major depression, she had just broken up with Orlando Bloom, and she cut her hair really short and bleached it, if anyone remembers that. And it was mentally a very tough time for her um, because she wasn't performing well as an artist, it seemed that her career had stalled, and that's what most articles about her were were suggesting, that she wasn't a big pop icon anymore. and then she teased the trailer of Bon Appetit, and so many people thought that Ariana, for some reason, was on the song, um, and so the the media kind of ran wild with this story. They were like, "Wow, like Ariana and Katie are going to do a song together. It's going to be great." Um, and so the meet like her Capitol Records, they never denied that this was going to happen, so they set themselves up for disappointment. Um, like, it's just like. It's Such a drag, you know, because like Katie had to confirm herself that Migos were going to be on um, the song, and then the song was insinuated to be too sexual by loads of critics, even though her whole like previous kind of works were all hypersexual. Um, and she was like, Oh, it's about sexual empowerment, but no one was kind of believing her. Um, and then like the whole movement of purposeful pop as well was happening around then when people were writing meaningful songs about like development and like mental health. And she was being called fake woke as well for the same work a lot of other people were doing. Um, And so Katie was just so nervous probably about the whole thing. It wasn't her idea to have Migos on the song. It was meant to be just her on the song and that's it. Um, And then the song was obviously boycotted and there's loads of footage of her waiting for it to be played on the radio and it never was played. And it's just, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, and then the music
0: begins... I had absolutely no idea about this. So I'm listening to this, like my mouth, my jaw is just on the floor. It's yeah. so upsetting.
1: And then the then the music video came out and then people gave out to her for some themes of cannibalism, which is, has been done before. It was an artistic video. And then the SNL performance happened and this what really tanked the the whole thing. Katie is not a dancer. We know this. She's not a dancer. She's a songwriter. Um, so she felt so awkward. She was clearly just also going through a mentally tough time. She obviously did not know Migos very well. So the whole performance was incredibly awkward. And then the fake news about the drag queens being removed as well due to her, like, her not standing up for them. Um, this led to so much backlash and a lot of fans and a lot of her gay fans, obviously, stopped listening to her. Um, and then the pictures from the SNL party are just heartbreaking. She just looks so depressed and defeated. Um, and then like she also had to come out against a load of like she also had to come out and apologize for a lot of uh cultural appropriation that she'd done in the past so it was just like hit after hit after hit and obviously cultural appropriation is horrible but it was coming at a time where she was at such a low point in her career it was just it was just tanking um and then so and then her team didn't even come out in defense of her in the end um and And I do think that Witness has a lot of potential to be a great album, but it didn't get the support and her label basically abandoned her um, due to male artists not willing to be inclusive. They were transphobic, homophobic men who denied performing with certain artists on stage. And that led to Katy Perry's career tanking for a little while. But thankfully, she's released a new album and she has a lovely baby girl called Daisy Bloom which is like Daisy the isn't that the most beautiful name and but it's, i think yes orlando bloom is her husband so I'm like well done katie you know yeah. beautiful tree. go go she, mama she's thriving right now um but the thing is i think it's really
0: interesting to look at um women in like musical careers especially performers and stuff like they constantly and i mean constantly have to reinvent themselves For every Mm -hmm. album, they have to change their hair, do something change their image, change their style. There's always something, like, and you, yeah, you do hear people talk about it, like, oh, do you remember the, like, sweetener era for Ariana Grande? And I think it's a very cool and it's a very interesting way of marketing, but you never see it with men. Men do not have to reinvent themselves to the extent that women do. And, yeah, sometimes I kind of wish they would to spice things up by, like, a bit of change. But, like, Ed Sheeran, has Ed Sheeran changed as well? It's a vibe era. (laughs) Has Ed Sheeran, like, like, you'll never be like, oh do you remember the loose change ep era because that's not a thing for male artists no like like, for, like for male bands
1: like, times but like that's because they're more expressive artistically rather than single male artists i feel yeah like, like who Drake. no yeah drake nothing it's just um yeah see nothing. i
0: feel like with the 1975 that's very much like uh you can disagree with me but it's very much led by like Matty healy's artistic vision or whatever the fuck he's feeling on the day excuse my friend. artistic <laughs> that's vision the only, yeah artistic the only way to describe it that man that man is the epitome of notions but you know what a little bit of me loves him for
1: it like honestly what do we expect?
0: um but i do see it a lot of male artists artists that male artists can come and come and come and come and come and come with new albums with you whatever but they don't change they don't change they're just reiterating the same thing we've seen before which isn't always a bad thing and i think like if we look at a lot of bands from the 80s there was a lot of like iterations and reiterations um and then changing and eras and there's really cool things like if you look at the cure which is literally my favorite band in the world they had a lot of interesting like they played around with a lot of aesthetics and it was really cool but Mm -hmm. like we see someone like Dermot kennedy and that's just Dermot kennedy it's not Dermot kennedy i don't know i don't know any of his songs like dermot kennedy sweetener era or something like that it's just dermot kennedy you know men don't have to constantly reinvent themselves to get the attention they don't constantly have to overtly and overly sexualize themselves
1: exactly Um, so i've been reading
0: up a lot on yeah i've been reading up a lot on different studies about how um this is a like basically advertising and over sexualization has affected like um female self-image and i think i'll definitely like There, t- i think it's too much to get into now but i think i'll definitely link them um on the podcast account at are you two lover because some of the stuff to like to read about was really interesting and it's stuff you know is true but you feel like i always feel like when you go through that not like other girls phase you feel like you are not like other girls that yeah. other girl is going through this phase you are the only one whereas a lot of girls do a lot of people do because there is this like there's such a high level of internalized misogyny because it's like it's it's locked down upon to be a woman and that's like that's,
1: that's a horrible it's thing it's inherently bad like it's, just, it's bad to be a woman to write inherent, most like like
0: anything that is inherently seen as in any way feminine like literally like looking after yourself like moisturizing your skin i know men that refuse to moisturize like moisturize for god's sake because it's too like that's that's a woman's thing and it's seen bad and it's always that thing of like oh runs like a girl he runs like a girl you fight Mm -hmm. like a girl it's Mm -hmm. always like a girl it's it's like the slur as such it's not the right word but the slur is the femininity the woman the girl Mm -hmm. and you don't see that with men and i think it's interesting how different aspects of different things trickle down um through the media and like actually I think we saw it a lot when WAP came out yeah like men have very very sexual songs very sexual songs to the point where I am almost uncomfortable and no one calls them out for it everyone's like haha this is a tune but when a woman does it people are like that's too much now not everyone I know I'm generalizing there but Mm. a majority of people were like no like they went too far with that one yeah WAP is a tune it's a tune
1: it is such a tune meanwhile like you get artists being like i remember in like 2011 there was that song lollipop like shoddy lick me like a lollipop i like why can't yeah. kids say that? why can kids like M came out when i was about nine years old why could i talk about like fucking like what's that uh, uh, uh something. With, but chains and whips excite me why can't i say that but i can't say wet and gushy at nine years old like <sighs> Give me give me a, a straight line here Because it's more confusing than Ireland's Fucking lockdown restrictions It's like why can I say shoddy lick me like a lollipop but I can't say wet and gushy Because it is the clean version that is on the radio And it's just like why Like why is it so like bad For young women to realise That this is a body part that they have And they're allowed to seek pleasure from it When they are old enough and responsible Responsible enough to do so It's like Come on, guys, give give women a break for one second, you know, because like if women it's, got actors that that men do, my I would not I would not have wrinkle lines at the age of twenty. I would not. <laughs> I my skin also so-
0: also just to like cut in for a second. Uh, believe it or not, it was Eva's birthday oh. on Sunday, so everyone go wish her a happy belated birthday. Um, but no, on that point, I think it's really interesting to see how in advertisements in the media in like like going back to that sex sales point women are very sexualized their bodies are quite sexualized but when they take control of the sex that sexuality that sense of sexuality within themselves and use it to their own power they're shamed for it mm-hmm. but when it's to advertise or sell something that's fine it's fine as long as it suits the male gaze but when your sexuality is like women orientated or self-orientated suddenly it's bad
1: news yeah like playboy is fine but wap isn't like make it it's it's so strange and i feel like because we're nearly at time for the hour now but we will be actually we've discussed this already um because lockdown is such a it's such a stressful time we will be recording an extra episode this week of us just going on a rant about how much we're frustrated with our lives um i'm sure that'll be a great hour of content (laughs) Um, It'll just
0: be me and Eva venting, and like people will listen to it and be like, I didn't realize I was sitting in a therapy session.
1: It's just screaming therapy, is what it's going to be. And then also, I almost want to suggest that we can record a bonus episode on a topic that I think unites a lot of Irish people, and that is the topic of Sinead O'Connor um, and her yeah. iconic breakthrough of how she just she stood up for what she believed in. Again, related to SNL. I feel like SNL has come up a few times in this, um, but she, I SNL our problematic queen. She, she um, if you didn't, if you don't know, I, I don't know how people don't know about this, but she did announce on SNL. She ripped up a picture of John Paul II, um, which was seen as the disrespect at the, at the Pope at the time um, because of the institutionalized uh, trigger warning. By the way, of, of abuse. Um, basically the institutionalized child abuse that was happening in Ireland at the time and continued to happen because no one actually listened to her because she was a pop artist Um, a lot of people actually started to degrade her and stopped listening to her in the media so I feel like we can do a whole other topic and also because I want to explain to people about what's happening with Free Britney at the moment as well so I feel like that's a whole other episode that we can do
0: there's so much we could have gotten into in this episode. Because Eva texted me during the break and she was like, Okay, we're gonna do this, then we're gonna cut in with a song, then we're gonna talk about Free Britney, but we always end up going off in tangents because like we said, like we said at the start of the episode, this is something we're very passionate about, it's something that so actually so affects good. a lot of people's life. Yeah. And like some like I and I will say this that like I make mistakes all the time. I'm not necessarily what I'm saying is not necessarily always right. And if you disagree with any of my opinions, re- feel free to message me. Like if there's anything fight I've me. said that you're like, ooh, no. <laughs>
1: fight no, me. Like, I-
0: you know, like, like, <laughs> Eva's Eva's like, okay, fight me. I'm like, let me know. Like, I want to learn. I want to I grow from this experience. But, like, topics like this can be quite uncomfortable for people to talk about, um, especially when it comes to female sexuality. There is this huge sense of, like, discomfort. And I think it's something we need to actively start the conversation about because if it remains hidden it's always going to remain hidden.
1: Exactly. If there's stigma,
0: if there's shame around these kind of things, it causes more problems than good. Yeah. Look, the thing is, is that like, if you're going to be like, if you have a stigma around sex, it's not going to stop people from having sex. It just means it's going to stop people from having sex safely. You know that kind of way? It's that kind of point. And it does, like it comes back to like women's betrayal in the media and women's betrayal in the world. I'm not just like going off on some random tangent. But I think these things are very important to like talk about and have a conversation about.
1: Exactly, um, but yeah, we're we're pulling pretty close up to time. We hope yeah, you guys yeah. have enjoyed. Out. Yeah, we hope you guys have enjoyed the conversation. We've we've, we've opened at least because I feel like this is going to be a reoccurring. Yeah. Um, because like there's there's so many women in media now more than ever, and it's so important for all of us to realize that yeah. we do all have internalized misogyny. If you are a man, if you are a woman, if you're non-binary. You know we all have it within ourselves because that is how society was formed, um, and just like it's dismantling well,
0: another thing to highlight there. Another thing to highlight there is that it's possible to untangle these webs, it's that- not you, you don't have to be stuck at these mindsets forever. And I people will often say, well, this is just the way I am, but it doesn't have to be the way you are. You know, you can learn, you can change. And like, I'm stubborn, I have my moments, I have my moments where I'm stubborn, I'm like, no, I'm right, but it's healthy change is very healthy and um, i've noticed in the past few years there's definitely been a bigger conversation around women and women taking back their sexuality and it's been a really welcome change but we are just at time now um usually i cut us out with a song but um unfortunately we don't even have time for that because me and eva don't know how to be quiet Um, (laughs) we have been lucy holmes and evo Byrne. you've been listening to are you two in love or Thank you for all your love, all your comments, all of your messages. Um, And thank you to everyone that listened in live or everyone that's listening to the podcast. We appreciate all of you.
1: Yeah, and stay safe, uh, stay healthy um, and drink lots of water because it's very important.
0: Yeah, mind yourself during lockdown. We will also be sharing, we constantly do, but we'll be sharing more links for um, different resources you can use, especially during lockdown for your mental health and stuff because that is very important. Something I always quite regularly bring up. (laughs) so please mind yourself it is a very tough time at the moment um and hopefully with a couple of extra episodes we can be your break from the world if that's what you want um but yes we have been our youtube and love
1: or thank you for listening bye guys love you